And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. If farts came in delicious flavors, you'd hold your nose and try to catch them on your tongue. <laughs> Good morning. Sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. I'm J.E. Skeets, here in the Classic Factory, the beautiful Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, is Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to Tassie, it's the bearded woman, top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o! Hey-o! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. I got five notes in housekeeping. All right, first one. Wow. <laughs> Hello to the stream team here on YouTube joining us live. We love it. All right, second one. Go get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com, especially during this holiday season. Great stocking stuffers, as we talked about yesterday, especially the mugs. You can't buy this, unfortunately, this bad boy, my Grizzlies No Dunks jersey. But go have a look at it. It says sold out and just <laughs> just think about what you could have had. Uh, send in your questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. Always looking for your cues and comments. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at nodunksinc, I-N-C on the end. And finally, mm. why don't you treat yourself with an athletic subscription? Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you and you can take advantage of a super, super good deal. It's still... 99 cents a month a dollar a month I think so I couldn't tell you to be completely honest I know I know I should have I don't know how to check sometimes I, but I don't know is, is it it's too many slack channels alright dollar 99 a month right now dollar okay. 99 okay. a month according to theathletic.com slash no dunks that's nothing like think about all the money you saved missing out on this great jersey <laughs> just spin that into an athletic subscription yeah and get the uh, best uh Best sports writing in the world, especially when it comes to the NBA. Um, we have a fun one here today. We are once again running back our uh, NBA Reddit podcast where we pull some of our favorite recent NBA threads and uh, discuss and debate and get into them. But, 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 we had three games on last night. Let's quickly touch on uh, all three of them. First one, Donovan Mitchell upstages LeBron at home as the Cavs take down the Lakers 116-102. Uh, the big story from this one, Tass, AD, who had been on a run. Scoring, what, 99 points over his last two games? Had to leave, what, seven or eight minutes into the game with flu-like symptoms. Didn't return. And that uh, definitely hurt the the Lakers' chances of uh, staying in this game and winning this game, which they obviously came up short. It hurt 100%. I'd say from the Cavs' perspective, the big story is Donovan Mitchell, the guy they went and got, shining on the biggest of stages. It sucks, Anthony Davis trying to fight through a fever of 105 degrees earlier on in the Jeez. day. 105, uh, stay home, man. Yeah, so, oh, wow. so all those jokes about AD getting injured all the time. He was trying to fight in this game. On the other side, could it have been more perfect? This picture of Donovan Mitchell 
a bigger stage, a national TV game, mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell, the guy that they got for these exact moments, comes out in the fourth quarter and just took over. First half, he was kind of quiet, but Donovan Mitchell is made for fourth quarters. He ended up with 43, putting the dagger in the Lakers in the fourth. Mm-hmm. He played almost all the fourth. He scored 17 in the quarter. He was 5 of 6 from the floor, hit both his threes that he took, 5 of 5 from the line, three boards, zero turnovers. No other Cav hit more than one basket. This is exactly what they were dreaming about, what Kobe Altman was thinking about when he said, yeah, we're going to take a chance on this guy who – I don't know what time is anymore. I, I can't understand what time is, but it's just like – it was like six, seven months ago where people thought of Donovan Mitchell as a completely different player. Just the general consensus was Donovan Mitchell may not be the superstar that we saw in the playoff runs with the Utah Jazz where he takes over and scores 30 points. But he is a superstar because he can score in the fourth quarter. And I, I do say it's sort of like a perfect night for the Cavs because LeBron was in the house. The video tribute goes on the board. And as Kelsey Russo wrote about on The Athletic later on, Donovan was sitting there looking up at the board thinking, yeah... I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to have that. I want to try and bring a championship here. He's gotten acclimated so fast. It's been so perfect. It's kind of unbelievable how it's worked out with Evan Mobley missing training camp. Darius Garland going out the first game. He's got his career high in field goal percentage uh, and three-point percentage in minutes played. It's wild how it's working out this well for the Cavs. What are your thoughts on the uh, Cavs? Big victory there on TNT. I thought the game. I fart. I Is that a fart and a thought a together. Fart. <laughs> fart. It's when you have a brain fart. It's right. a fart. Yeah, I just had one. I thought the game really started to turn uh, in the second quarter. AD is out at this point. LeBron subs out, and the Cavs went on a 15 to four run to end the first half, and that really kind of untracked them going forward. Came out in the second half. They had an 11 2 run, a 9 0 run, and a 10 0 run. Basically because the Lakers were just throwing the ball away. Shout out to the Cavs staying active out there. But Lakers finished with 16 turnovers. 15 came of them came after the first quarter. So the Cavs just had them flustered, I thought. They were better offensively, and they were clearly better defensively as well. Yeah, without 80 in the middle, Jared Allen went on a tear there. I mean, he didn't miss a shot for a while. He finished <laughs> with uh, 24 and 11. Then you had Garland, 21 and 11. That's in the assist department. And then, like you said, Mitchell with the, uh, the crazy, crazy stat line. So the Cavs' big three doing their part. I mean, you got all three guys scoring over 20, yeah. your main guy scoring over 40, <laughs> your, your playmaker getting all the dimes, your big guy getting all the rebounds. Like That's like the, the perfect game there. And again, I think it's a different uh, sure. different second half, whatever, if AD, the way he's been playing recently, is healthy and good to go. But, you know, that's not to say the Cavs still wouldn't have won. They Jared Allen's, last night. Jared Allen's yeah. no slouch, first off. And then this team is just unbeatable, it feels like, at home. They've lost one game. Uh, they're one, they're in Cleveland, yeah, eleven wow. and one now. So incredible stuff. Doesn't from feel that. like that. Yeah, I sort of agree with that. <laughs> not, haven't talked about it all that much. No, maybe it's too early. When do you start talking about a an, a, a dominant one home season? Record? Yeah, exactly. Like Over thirty Celtics. wins, I think. It's okay, when it starts getting chattery. Okay, uh, this is a weird note about the Lakers too. They have not won a game where they didn't lead at halftime. <laughs> so they've lost all nine of those, uh, and the Lakers are zero and ten when they trail after three quarters. So. Just a little weird nope from Just this. get ahead. Get ahead on the Lakers yeah. and then hold on. Uh, and I got you... another weird note. The Lakers are 1-6 when Westbrook does the rock the baby move. <laughs> is that, is that is, true? Uh, apparently, <laughs> uh, there's uh, uh, some work from the NBA Reddit crew on oh, this one. Oh, nice one. The Barry Tone and Dual Dog uh, working together. Because at first, <laughs> I think, amazing. I do believe it was the Barry Tone that wrote, uh, they're 0-7. 
when Westbrook does the rock the baby, but then Dual Dog came in, did some work, and uh, yeah, <laughs> they won once. It's active, apparently, yeah, apparently. It was one and six. It was a good. If you remember, yeah. he he went uh, took Garland in the post, a little spin move. Yeah, it was nice. It was rock the baby. It was rock the baby worthy. Worth it was a close yeah. game in the fourth quarter, then they lost. Uh, and then one more note from this game because we got some weird ones here. Did you guys see the halftime show featuring? Uh, competitive eating champion Joey oh. Chestnut scarfing down what I think was 47 pierogies 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 and he was battling three other guys combined and they got to like 33 in whatever the time frame was and he's just like how long did they have five minutes or something I, maybe? it may have been less wow yeah that's a lot of pierogies it was man. what's what's hey good on you Chestnut way to take down the pierogies but like <laughs> He, like, finishes, and you know how they do the water drinking technique and all oh, that. Yeah. Although oh, it looked yeah. like beer. I, I don't know. Maybe it was the cup that it had. I assume it was water, but it <laughs> maybe had the color of beer. It had to be the cup. But anyway, he, like, finishes, and then, like, he's a competitive eater. So he's got, like, crap pierogi all over his face. <laughs> and it's like somebody pass him a towel or something. Like, Come on. like they, they're handing him the championship belt to raise. He's got, like, still, like, a piece of pierogi. That's like, that's like, uh, honestly, I think it's like Michael Jordan, you know, like he would never dry the the sweat off his face. So you would look at him, he's Mm. just always dripping sweat. Joey Chestnut is the most dominant champion in all of sports. (laughs) So if that's how he wants to do it, that's how he gets to do it. He's the GOAT, man. I I, I guess. Kobayashi had a a window. Kobayashi doesn't hold a candle to Joey Chestnut. I know. Kobayashi is like the George Mikan of competitive eating. Wow. He was great until the next generation comes along. And Joey Chestnut blows everybody out of the water. He's probably past his prime, still dominating everybody. Okay, he doesn't hold a candle to him, but who could eat more candles between Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut? Oh, guaranteed Chestnut. <laughs> He'd laugh right. He would laugh him. Uh, Joey Chestnut should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know of what. Competitive eating, probably. But we should just put him in the Great Americans Hall of Fame because nobody eats like this guy. Yeah. And nobody ever will. You're probably right. Kobayashi's still my guy. I saw him live. Oh, he's the only one I saw. Him. I saw him, him live, so he's close to my heart. Saw him drink a four-gallon. Yeah, thing of milk in like less than 10 seconds. Yep. Destroyed the milk, then rolled his belly. I remember oh, when took, you... Uh... Pulled up his shirt and rolled his belly. So last night when I saw Chestnut, I was watching the broadcast. I got off. I said, I can't watch this. Yeah. I remember when you met Kobayashi, he tried eating your arm. <laughs> he was hungry. All he had was that milk. It doesn't fill him up. Give me an arm. We went karaoke with him. It was yeah. short because he ate the mic. Ah, ah. I like that. I can't believe we've never said that. Was it, it wasn't four gallons. No, what's, it was one no, it, it was what, one. How much was, is yeah. it? I just don't know the measurement. I just don't know how is much is in that plastic is that four quarts? standard. Four liters. It might be four liters. No way. America. I don't, I don't know, know what America but it was does. a big old. It was big. It was a, a big, big old jug plastic of milk. jug of milk. And yeah, went, the classic plastic jug. It was, a, he, it was in less than four seconds. It felt like. No. It was definitely less than ten less seconds. Than 10 I know seconds. That. Yeah. Whew. I don't think that's possible, JD. Be, it literally went. He just went. <laughs> he just crushed it. Yeah. And it went all inside of him. Oh. <laughs> and then he lifted he his shirt and, and lifted rolled his it. shirt. Yeah. Imagine his poor mother. What? Wait, wait, wait. No, was, uh, he was breastfeeding. <laughs> Squeezing on it. Uh, he wasn't a competitive eater then. <laughs> How do you know? Yeah, he was born with it. came out of the womb. <laughs> I know. He was born with it. Uh, the whole thing is that he he may have uh, he may have been cheating, right? That's the scandal. Kobayashi? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I see uh, I see Gosh here in the stream team is saying that Joey Chestnut is juicing. Probably Apple. <laughs> 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 All right. Wow, Dad. Let's, let's move on. 
pierogies. How many pierogies could you eat, though? In, uh, uh, honestly, uh, there's pierogi fest in Whiting, Indiana. It's a huge deal, yeah. and it's a banger. Pierogies are very good, but it would take me six hours to eat 47, <laughs> I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. What? Okay, okay. Here, we'll move on after this. But what food do you think would give you the best chance in any sort of competitive eating? Like, either because you really love it or you just can take them down with a uh, band. Clementines. Nice. You know, like the little small oranges? Yeah, yeah. I could easily eat a full bag. Okay. As peeling. I don't know about timing wise. Yeah, yeah peeling, peeling part would be of tough. It? No, maybe you're, <laughs> maybe you're, you're a good peeler. Yeah. Spit it out. What about you? A uh, food item. Tomatoes. <laughs> really? No yeah. So acidic, both of you. I don't care. I think yeah, it, oh, yeah, your mouth would definitely be. Oh, and your esophagus. <laughs> you know that feel. I think it's chicken nugs for me. Yeah, you same. eat a lot. Yeah. 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 I can eat a ton of them. Uh, but not on the level of obviously the best <laughs> no. and the best. <laughs> not chestnut style. No, but I, I can eat uh, for my size. I think I can eat a shocking amount. Of well, Trey threw down like four, yeah, what, what was nine and a half hour. Yeah, but you, but you, you top loaded it. So like that yeah, first block, hard, you yeah. went, you went hard. <laughs> Maybe like forty in the first eight yeah. minutes or something like that. You went ham on nuggets <laughs> in the A block. <laughs> that is my best eating performance. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was sure, very yeah. impressive. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Dorian Finney Smith. Hit a late three to help the Mavericks to the 116-115 win over the Nuggets. <laughs> Give me them getting my tummy. Um, what, are you, what are your thoughts on this one, Trey? Let's start with you. Entertaining game. A little sloppy at times, but uh, very, very close in the end. A little sloppy-roo, but Skeets, I saw your statitude tweet this morning about <laughs> Tim Hardaway Jr. And I was a little disappointed because you actually got to go back one more game mm. to when Tim Hardaway Jr. moved into the starting lineup for Reggie Bullock. We've talked a little bit about how Reggie Bullock just can't make shots in October and November. Yep. So they sent him to the bench, brought Tim Hardaway Jr. on. He now gets to play with Luca, and guess what? Luca gets everybody wide open shots. Had 29 points last night, Tim Hardaway Jr. did. Six of eight from three, nine of 12 at the free throw line. A couple of clutch misses after going like nine for 10. Oh, yeah. That's pretty weird. But all seven of Tim Hardaway's makes were assisted last night. Three came from Luca. Two of them came on hockey assists from Luca. I think it was like Luca to Dorian Finney-Smith, who then found Tim Hardaway Jr. wide open there. It's just getting good looks, and he's actually knocking them down in six games as a starter. 21 points per game, 49 from the field, and 53 from the three-point line. The Mavericks in that time, 4-2. and two. They've got wins over Golden State, Phoenix, and Denver, all teams that are going to be in the mix for top seeds in the Western Conference, all teams that uh, are going to be in the mix for the Western Conference Finals. One of their losses is an OT loss. They just needed somebody to make shots. Reggie Bullock was not able to do it the yep. first month and a half of the season. Tim Hardaway Jr. is doing it right now. If there's a little bit of help with the Mavericks, they're going to win games because the shots are always going to be wide open. I, the looks are always going to be good. You just got to knock them down. Shout out to Tim Hardaway. He's doing it. Yeah, he's a, he's on a tear. I had my first tweet last night. Somebody saying, is this the night Tim Hardaway Jr. goes for 50 <laughs> points? Is this the 50-burger? Not, not last night, but it's coming. Um, yeah, I wrote down in my notes with the Mavericks, it feels as simple as this. They have on their roster five or six guys that can really hit the three ball. Like, can go over stretches where they're on fire from three, and it's consistent, and you're obviously going to get open looks with Luka. I'm talking about THJ, Dorian Finney-Smith, Dinwiddie, Bullock, Kleber, and then and then Josh Green, let's say, because Bertans is like sort of a DNP at this point, but, you know, obviously a three-point guy too. As long as they have, it feels like, two guys on any given night of those five or six 
that are, you know, stepping into them with confidence and knocking them down at a decent clip, they have a hell of a chance to win. And so last night, of course, it was Tim Hardaway, Tim Hardaway Jr. And then it was Dorian Finney-Smith who hit a bunch of threes as well, including that one that put them back in the lead where he hit the, uh, the go-ahead three from the top. You don't see that all that often in the NBA, but Luka got sort of tra- like a, a soft trap by Jokic and Aaron Gordon, and no rotation came over, and Dorian Finney-Smith stepped into that one. But as long as they have like two of their three guys, yeah. you know, hitting them... 50% or just under 40 to 50%. Man, they 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 can win a lot of games. I know it's that's like duh. Yeah, hit your threes <laughs> win, but it's sort of the case with them. Yeah, it's fair what Trey is saying. The shots are going to be open. Yeah. It sure seems and feels like this is the team that went to the conference finals last year when guys are hitting shots. Yeah, this is where we've got we've had like three iterations of this team. Well, the beginning of this season, wow, well, Luka's the MVP. He can take his team anywhere. Mm-hmm. They've got the best offense in the league, too. Uh, they just need some guys to hit shots. That's why they're losing all these games. And now, yeah, Tim Hardaway is monstrous. Uh, if if he can streak like this, this uh, uh, as you tweeted about your statitude tweet, this is fairly unprecedented. Uh, he's hit five straight games with five straight threes. Only ten guys in the NBA in NBA history have ever done that. That just doesn't happen very often. So, are we getting a good Tim Hardaway this season? Uh, Reggie Bullock, as you said, Trey, usually turns it on in December. That hasn't happened. He goes to the bench, and you've got Hardaway and Finney Smith and Josh Green doing his best Jose Alvarado impression. A rising tide lifts all boats or something like that. <laughs> I, I, that, that everybody is sort of just picking it up, and it's the first time the Mavs have won a game with when Luka scores under 30 points. Yeah, it's not the leading scorer, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's – a very, very good sign. While the Nuggets are looking for what the Mavs have, they need J- Jamal Murray obviously needs to be better. Uh, and Aaron Gordon he had a good is, game last is, night. He's played yeah. really good this season. He was yeah. playing. Yeah, I, I we'll get into the All Star selection yeah. a little bit later in the yep. show if they can get a second Nugget up there. But their depth is lacking. Uh, and and on this one, the Mavs finally won one of those close ones on the second night of a back to back as well. They've been losing a lot of close ones, and then they go into Denver. Not an easy uh, second night of a back-to-back and win this thing. That was a big win. Um, I was happy, too. Bruce Brown hit a three that gave the Nuggets the lead. Again, they, like, stormed back to take the lead with about 35 seconds to go. Then DFS hits that three at the top, like I said. So now Dallas is back up, too. And I was ecstatic that uh, Ball Don't Lie reared its ugly head last (laughs) night. Or its beautiful Rasheed Wallace head, I should say. Because I thought that call on Dorian Finney-Smith on Jokic... Jokic did a good job of selling that arm up. There was very minimal contact. Sent him to the line. And then Baldwin Lai said, no, uh-uh. And he missed that, uh, missed the first one, didn't he? And then hit the second. So, uh, you know, then they were in a tough spot, got into fouling games and stuff like that. But th- I thought that was a, that was a bad call. Good on, good on the Joker to, to sell it like crazy, just chucking that arm up. And you, you, you knew it was a bad call because DFS, like, he almost, he didn't even do anything. He's like, come on. He was like, it was like the, come on, are you kidding me? Like, he, he got you on that one, guys. Because it was the ref calling it from a weird angle, too. But anyway, it worked out there for uh, for the Mavericks in the end. Final game. And we got to start with Trey here. Because the Miami Heat, they got embarrassed. Embarrassed at home by the Pistons, who ran away with it in the second half. 116-96 to 96 was the final score. Now, no Jimmy Butler for the Heat, but that shouldn't matter. And you were talking about the other day, well, the Heat are losing these like games. Their record's garbage, and why aren't we talking about them? And why aren't we saying blow them up like we do a bunch of other teams when they have a little bad stretch? Um, it's a fair point. I said, wait until you see what happens against the Pistons because <laughs> they lost to the Grizzlies. You know, they were shorthanded, but uh, you know, still a good team. But this one, no excuses. No excuses. They should have won this game, and I don't know. I think people probably don't realize that the Heat are eleven and fourteen right now, or that. 
since LeBron left, they're always worse in odd-numbered years. It's very strange. Like, 2015, <laughs> worse. 2016, good. 2017, eh. 2018, eh. It just goes back and forth. Just goes back and forth. That's a good Reddit thread right there. That's a good Reddit thread right there. But they are kind of similar to the Mavs. They're a real high-volatility team, I think, because they take a ton of threes, and they got to get three-point makes from their role players to be good. Right now, they're 26th in offense. They're top five in three-point attempts per game. Max Struess, Hero, Lowry, Vincent, and Duncan Robinson. They're at or below league average from three. That's just not going to cut it when you're out there to make threes. Jimmy has been a stud. He's been dragging his team to wins, kind of. They're only seven and eight when Jimmy Butler plays. Four and six without him. Bam Adebayo, I think, has certainly taken a step forward this season, but the team is still pretty limited offensively. If he's the go-to guy, they just need something to happen. They need a little Mm -hmm. bit of a shake-up. I said on our Eastern Conference Surprises podcast, the biggest surprise to me will be if the the Heat do not make a trade because they just need somebody else who can do something with the ball in his hands. Honestly, they should be targeting Kyle Kuzma, one of my favorite dudes. I love Kyle Kuz. He would be perfect for this team. The size, the stretch, the skill he has. And I think he would love being in Miami (laughs) as well. So I don't know. The Heat team right now just does not seem to have enough talent to me. That is almost always the case with the Heat. They generally outperform their expectations. But when you're a three-point shooting team and the three-pointers aren't going down, your team can look very average, and the Heat do. It's shocking that they're still the seventh best defense in the NBA. And so it is all on offense with them. Their defense will always be there. But they can sort of look through rose-colored glasses and say, if, well, you know, we start hitting our threes and we have an average defense, then we can be a mm-hmm. decent team in this league. But, yeah, to go from that 53-win team last year to uh, a team that yeah is lacking, when you don't have a Jimmy Butler in this game, they didn't have him on a second night of a back-to-back no real reason other than the standard NBA rest on the second night of a, a back-to-back, which is unfortunate for them. They need Kyle Lowry to shoot more, and I know that's not Kyle's MO. It's not in his blood. Uh, but a one-for-six night is, is just a little too quiet. The, it'd be nice if Duncan Robinson found his flow, which she had a little while ago. They just had a really bad night from a lot of guys. And even Hero had a great game. He really had a phenomenal yep. game. Carried yep. him in the first half. Bam carried them in the second half. Um, but, yeah, it's it, there is some sort of spark that they're missing. I, I know it feels like the exact same team. They will say, hey, P.J. Tucker is out of the starting lineup. That means we have to insert somebody, and, and things are just haven't – they haven't got any cohesion. But it's not like taking P.J. Tucker uh, off of your team is suddenly taking away 25 points or no, something like that. No. They need scoring. I can't believe in 2022 here they have five games this year already where they didn't even crack 100 points. That's difficult to do in today's NBA game. They lost – to the Raptors when they scored 90. They lost to the Pacers when they only scored 99. They lost to the uh, last two games to the Pistons and Grizzlies with 96 and 93. And there was another one where they scored 87 in a blowout loss to the Cavaliers on the road. That's cr- five games where you can't hit 100? I don't, th- And I don't think they can trade for anybody good. I think Kyle Kuzma is out of their range. Who are they going to trade for him unless there's, there's picks involved? I, I'm, Robinson is the guy, I yeah. guess, like the most uh, with or, or I don't know trade value. That's not the right word for it, but he's got a big contract, so he can get <laughs> uh, a bigger contract back. Sure. But he needs to be hitting forty plus percent from three for anybody else to really be interested in him. Of course, if he's hitting forty percent from three, the Heat are probably happy. <laughs> yeah, 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 super happy. Yeah. Uh, and you look on the other side, Boyan Bogdanovich had twenty eight points in the second half. Uh, for the Detroit Pistons. They could use him. Yeah, they <laughs> sure. could. Yeah, yeah. doing his best. Uh, hello, 
I'm here. Trade for me if you want a, a fantastic uh, performance from them. And Alec Burks off the bench as well. Both those guys probably available. Who knows with Boyan yeah, Bogdanovich. They yeah. signed him to the Bur- Burks you could go, I feel like, and get for yes. a second-round pick or something yeah, like that. But Boyan, and, and he's played really well this year for the Pistons. God, yeah, I'm kind of in Boyan's corner to get to another team here as he gets a little bit older. Uh, he, he will be you know, 34 this when it comes to the postseason. And just what, for, for Weaver and the Pistons to, like, turn him into something? Yeah. Like, oh, oh that's like a could, you know, it depends what it is, but uh, they got him for nothing. <laughs> turn him into something. Kelly Olenek? You're calling Kelly Olenek well, nothing? I know, I know. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's possible. But a hot, hot second half for him. Scorching. All right. Let's get to uh, some of our favorite, recent at least, uh, NBA threads. What do you got for us here, Yeah, Jesse? we got some good NBA Reddit threads. We've taken the best from NBA Reddit. And here's our first one of many today. This okay. one from Bayonet Basher. <laughs> Which of last year's All-Stars will not make it this year? So last mm. year's All-Stars, feels like there's a lot of them. Skeets, why don't you there get is. us started? I loved this thread. I love this like question. So let me break it down. I think it's important first to start with last year's roster. I'm not going to go through it all, but give you the numbers. 27 total All-Stars. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay? 27 total All-Stars. And you're going to be like, what? 27? How does that make sense? Well, you had the 10 starters, of course, voted on by the fans, media players. 14 reserves chosen by the NBA coaches, really their assistants. And then three injury placements. That's why we're getting to that. So yeah. we had Jared Allen, DeJounte Murray, and LaMelo Ball. Those were the injury replacements in Cleveland. So, in looking at the rosters from last year to answer this question, I think we could see anywhere between 11 to 14 players that were there last year not go to Salt Lake City. 11 to 14, Taz. I know that's that sounds really high. Let me, t- let me tell wow. you what. Okay. You're with me, Trey? Yep. Okay. Injuries eliminate five guys basically immediately. Uh, Middleton won't be there because nope. of it. He you know, just came back. LaMelo, same thing. Chris Paul. James Harden has only played in 10 games, and I do not think he's going to be an all-star this year. And then I'm taking Towns out of the mix, too, because he's out for weeks. I'm not even sure he was all that deserving of his team's success anyway. So anyway, that's five. Then I have disappointing play paired with, like, middling team records, like sort of bad team records, or you'd think they would have been better. That takes out out probably four. Draymond Green, I don't think is an all-star this year. Rudy Gobert, again. Van Vliet with the Raptors. We talked about him shooting mm-hmm. 27% over the last little stretch here. And then I have Zach Levine in that mix, too. Yep. We're up to nine. I am very doubtful two Hawks make this team with the, with their 500-ish record. So it's Trey or DeJounte Murray. It's probably Trey. So that takes out at least one of them. Let's say it's Murray. That's 10. I don't think we're going to have three Cavaliers. Though if they keep winning, I guess maybe there's a case, and they're like up there with the Celtics and the Bucks, and they're right there. But I think Mitchell is a lock for sure. He's probably going to start the game. And then it's like, who's the second guy? Jared Allen or Darius Garland? That'll be a fun debate. But I don't think both of them make it. So we're already at 11, if you're still with me. And then it's like Jimmy Butler. We just said how bad the Heat are. Even when he plays, they're not all that great. He's only played 15 games. His, his stats are similar to an all-star season, but, you know, they're not going to wow you because that's sort of like Jimmy's – it's it's not like his box score where you're like – you're just like in clutch time. You're like, oh, he just won him the game. Yeah, and Bam can steal that spot. And, and, and possibly that. So maybe 12. I think DeRozan is fascinating. The, the scoring has dipped down a little bit. Otherwise, fairly similar statistics. But the Bulls are 9-14. and 14. Will they have a rep? I don't know. I'll put them on the list. And then Wiggins. 
19 points per game. <laughs> really good defense. I know you guys love him. You're making the case for him again. He should be there. He might be there. He's got the weirdest shooting splits in the league. 51 from the field, 45 from three, and then a good old 63 from the free throw line. <laughs> Just a strange line. Um, but I have those guys. I think everyone else I feel pretty, pretty confident about them getting back there. Uh, anyone I miss, Trey? Or, um, That's or, my entire got the list. list. Look at yeah. that. Look at that. Yeah. Huh, we didn't you even call each it. other last night. <laughs> we usually have a good 20 to 25-minute call every night to uh, talk oh, about our points coming wow. up next day. Yeah. Secrets unveiled here. I <laughs> didn't know that. Oh, there you go. I'm happy to hear that. So 11, that's 11 to 14 guys. And that's, that's a lot of guys. That's a lot of guys. That is a lot. That are not at least uh, going back. Yeah, I doubt. I doubt Wiggy gets there, even though he's worthy in my mind. But James Worthy. With the, uh, the Warriors playing the way they are, I think in the Western Conference there will be no team that has two All-Stars. And that feels pretty huh. rare. I'm not so sure about that. I think there are two teams that could. There's, there, there are teams that could. Warriors could. I mean, Wiggins got voted in as a starter, so it might happen again this year. Yeah. And then the Lakers have LeBron and AD. AD guaranteed an All-Star. And LeBron's, LeBron's going to get voted in. He's yeah. going to be an all-star. Yeah, I actually didn't. I didn't even think about them. I was thinking about the Suns at the top, maybe an Aiton, maybe a Bridges yeah, joins true. Booker. Yeah. Uh, or it depends on who's who's up there, but it just feels like, you know, Zion will be the sole Pelican. It feels like a bunch of those teams, yeah. like Jokic is going to be the only nugget. Yeah. But yeah, the Lakers, the the team that's way below 500 currently, uh, three games below 500, could have both, which is, could have two players, which is... Oddball. Um, but, yeah, last year there was the Warriors that had three, and the Jazz had two in the Western Conference. I think those were the only two multiple mm. team guy or multiple team players, multiple player teams, I guess you'd say. Wiggins, baby. He's done so well. What more could Wiggins do? But I guess what also comes into uh, that formula. A big part of him making it, like Trey said, was being voted a starter. Voted that a was starter. huge, and they were, had an unbelievable record. They were great in the first half. I mean, they, had, oh, they were running away with the no, league. No, 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 no. So. That, that's why there's no Draymond Green and no Andrew Wiggins, most likely, this year. They were both there last year. Like, cause, it's, uh, it's highly unlikely. Honestly, if like you want to go to bat for Wiggins, then you should have the same passion for like an Aaron Gordon. I mean, it's not a, that much different. True. Right? Yeah. So that's why I don't think Wiggins is a lock by any means unless, uh, I don't know, who voted him in? Who is the uh, pop star that got is him in? BTS? That sounds that right. right? BTS got behind Andrew Wiggins. Like it was something. I, ah, let us know in the stream team. Yeah. Somebody will remember. Yeah, uh, yeah. There was a big but, push. Uh, and I hate to do all the, the math formula, but you get voted in by the fans. That's half the criteria, half the vote criteria, right? Yep. It's you 50, 25, 25. Players, media. Yeah. Okay. For starters. Yeah. For starters. Yeah. Okay, so that that's the problem. As well, even if even if BTS and every pop group gets behind him, the players in the media are going to be even lower than last year. Not that I remember what the players in media did last year. <laughs> I, know, I know, and I don't want to remember. So anyway, uh, moving on, we we got another Reddit thread here, a little hot takey, a little non no dunksy to me. This is not what we usually do okay, here, okay. but it's a would you rather. This is uh, this is uh, a. Twitter type conversation, a barbershop type yeah. conversation. Would you rather have Jalen Brown or Brandon Ingram? Simple as that. Oh. From Rose Garden, nineteen seventy-seven. It's great question. It's a good question. That's a great question. Yeah, because it's a it's the one where you immediately don't go him. Like, come on, yeah, what's wrong with you? It's That's like good. you you go you you slow down a second and go. Oh, I don't know. You smell the Rose Garden. Uh, what, do you, <laughs> yeah. what do you think, Trey? I I love it. Two players. They could be the number one. I. Th- number one player for like an okay team but they're perfect as the number two for an awesome team yes. they're both one-time all-stars 
They were drafted number two and three in the same draft. Yep. It's a little unfortunate uh, that Brandon Ingram is now a Pelican because ooh, this would be nice to be having a Lakers versus Celtics <laughs> conversation here. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. here's some pluses for Jalen Brown. He's awesome in transition offense. I think he is. Uh, he's one of the better transition players out there. His shooting has improved. He's got great defense and physicality. Uh, the minuses, the turnovers, the handles, and the decision-making. Like, he's still a turnover kind of guy. He still gets a little bit out of control driving into the lane. That's just kind of a feature of his game at this point, but you live with it because he makes these daring plays in the fourth quarter where he decides to push one-on-four and scores at the bucket. It's worth it. Some pluses for Brandon Ingram. I think he's a better shooter and playmaker than Jalen Brown is. I think he's got a little bit higher ceiling offensively. And in a pinch, he's a better number one guy because he's a better bailout player, you know, where he can just randomly hit a 17-footer over everybody because he's got such a high release and is tall and has that length. The minuses, lesser durability, certainly, from Brandon Ingram. A lack of postseason reps compared to Jalen Brown. He's obviously been on worse teams. And I think Brandon Ingram is a decent defender but doesn't have quite the same impact that Jalen Brown has. Verdict for me, I'm barely on Jalen Brown for here because I think his offense – is good enough at this point that his defense kind of pushes it over the edge. But really, to me, both guys are in the perfect spot. The Celtics need Jalen Brown's defense, and they need his slashing. And the Pelicans need Brandon Ingram's perimeter game, and they need him to be a number one guy sometimes, more so than the Celtics do with Jalen Brown. So I'll stick with Jalen Brown, but I think they're in the right spots. Great question. It's a good breakdown. I also just threw up the poll here for everybody in the stream team mm. uh, in YouTube to, to make your pick. Because a lot of people were saying JB, 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 Jalen JB. Brown is coming in hot yeah. on the stream yep. team. And, so, and I think I think that would be the, the general consensus among basketball fans. Especially because Brandon Ingram has just been operating not in Los Angeles, but in New Orleans. So I think that's a big part of it. That's he a part ju- of it. He just... I don't think the casual fan really knows Brandon Ingram. He's made Probably one not. one all-star game, but the guy is an absolute bucket when it comes to yeah. fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. So he, I think he is he has a little bit more offensive versatility, as Trey said. Does that outweigh enough of all the other? No, things I, I don't does? think so. I, I I would. It's it's wild to think what Brandon Ingram can be with CJ McCollum and Zion at being a number two guy. I, I think there there's there's even a higher ceiling than Jalen Brown can have offensively. He's shooting Brandon shooting forty six point seven from three. That's a ridiculous percentage this year. He hasn't played much with McCollum and Zion. Mm-hmm. Uh but all things be being equal, I would take Brandon Ingram, but all things aren't equal. I I, <laughs> I wouldn't I would Brandon Ingram is hurt right now. Yeah. <laughs> that, and, and, and and it's not not just because of right now, but yeah, track record. Trey mentioned it. Through six seasons, Ingram has missed an average of sixteen games a season. It just happens yeah. uh with him. The durability is a big factor. If they were both healthy at all times, I think I would pick Brandon Ingram, but I would take Jalen Brown uh, just because of that. I think it's the biggest factor, unfortunately. I hate talking about injuries, but that's a that's a big part of it for me. I think uh, I don't think you need to gloss over too the playoff experience. I think has to be addressed at least. I mean, Jalen Brown, he's played only, he's only like probably knocking on a hundred playoff games played. Got to be close at, at this, this point, point in his yeah. career. Like it's got to be over eighty, whereas Brandon Ingram has played six, played one, one series. If I if I remember correctly, really? he, he played great. Um, he didn't get there for so, the. Uh, so there is I, that. And no, Davis traded for him. Yeah, and uh, as much as I um, I do love Brandon Ingram. In fact, I have a tweet up from like a month ago. I thought I think Brandon Ingram might be the most underrated player in the game. And what that's goes to what you were talking about, Tass, about playing in New Orleans. Maybe not a lot of exposure. You got Zion on that team, like, but he's he is so so good. 
But when you compare like their career numbers, these two guys, it is eerily similar. Like, go look at their per 36-minute numbers just like for their career. It's creepy how damn near identical they are. Uh, Ingram a better playmaker in terms of assists. Jalen Brown a little bit better rebounder. But then what blew my mind was like, Jalen Brown, again, for the career, is a better scorer. Is that at least in terms of points per 36 and true shooting percentage? And that shocked me a little bit. So I that you know that puts me to uh, vote for Team Jalen Brown here in this head-to-head. But you can't go wrong with either of these guys. And I love both these guys. Uh, as... Geez, as a number two, you're going to be hard-pressed to find like better number twos than, than guys like this. JB and BI, why are you smiling at me? Just, number just, two? Just, just having a laugh uh, on Brown number two. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm all- I call my P's BI's and I call my Poo's Browns. Well, as long as you don't have a UBI, UTI. Uh, um, you're, you're laughing at that. I'm laughing at the stream team. Why? Uh, because I often say that I hate the old adage that the best ability is availability hate it yeah uh, but i just but got god just, yeah. <laughs> i just got god in the stream team john schumann said so tess is saying that availability oh. is the oh. best ability eric coon also chipping in saying the best ability dot 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 yeah every game well we're talking about guys that are basically on the same level yeah that's a part of it but brandon, anyway brandon ingram has on, only played 40 less games in his career regular season Dan, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's hurt a lot. Well, I'd, I'd think, not, look, man, numbers don't lie. Yeah, I know. What am I, statitudes? <laughs> Skeetitudes. <laughs> Skeetitudes. <laughs> uh, but again, like I said, that, that huge glaring difference between playoff uh, games and experiences, that's something. That's a fun one, man. I like that's that. A good one, yeah. That was Jill a good Brown. one. I like both those players, too. Okay. So that helps. <laughs> it's good, different man. when you like hate one of the players. You're like, I don't want him. <laughs> but I like both these guys. All right, moving on. A little injury talk, but positive injury talk with our next Reddit thread here. How are players back from extended injuries looking so far? This is from Binroy01. Now, Binroy, his or her role of players are Markel Fultz, who's playing, who's played four games since returning, TJ Warren, Bogdan Bogdanovich, and Chris Middleton, who have all played two games. But go wherever you want. Mm. There's a lot of players returning from injury, obviously the big, big, big names. Uh, but who do you want to talk about, Trey? I don't know. I, I marked down four notable returns. <laughs> I was there for Bogdan Bogdanovich's return. <laughs> I heard the fortress roar as he stepped on the court. <laughs> and then he looked incredibly rusty in his first game. Oh, but his second game, a uh, nice one against the Thunder. A bad loss for the Hawks, but 17 points, 5 of 10 from 3. The Hawks are going to need his shooting. They're 29th in makes and attempts right now, 26th in percentage. Him coming back is certainly going to help them get some better looks from the perimeter, and it's nice that they have a healthy guy with all the other uh, forwards they've been missing lately. So, interesting. I wonder if he is a long-term Hawks guy. We shall see with the emergence of A.J. Griffin. Markel Fultz, he had a 20-point game recently. Made two threes in that game. Huh. I like that he's just become another guy. He's just a guy out there. Markel Fultz had a very strange start to the beginning (laughs) of his season. He could have been out of the NBA and never heard from again very easily. He's just a dude now. Good stuff from him. Chris, he's looking mid Fulton so far, but still a Ferris wheel. Started 6 for 11 first game, 1 for 11 the next game. Nothing has changed. Best return, though, I will say, is Jaron Jackson Jr. He's only played eight games for the Grizzlies so far, but career highs in points per game, rebounds per game, blocks, free throw attempts, I think, is the most important. His offense looks the best it's ever looked. He's a little bit smarter 
defensively, and he's obviously still making an impact on that end as well. I have Jaron Jackson Jr. down uh, as impressing me, at least, coming back from injury. It's yeah, a good one. There's, uh, we usually talk about the big names on this show, so I guess we'd get more to uh, – I thought we'd get more to the second-tier guys, like a Jaron Jackson Jr., but I think you're starting with uh, – the names that have come back from injury. Zion Williamson is the first yeah, guy. He, is yeah, yeah. Uh, he has been Zionos or whatever his basketball reference page Please, says. please, please. Call him the Big Tasty. <laughs> I can find call him the Big Tasty. <laughs> Delicious. Uh, he has been great. You know, the Kawhi situation has been up and down because he has been up and down. You, can't even, sitting... like, you can't even say Kawhi's back almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. I know he's technically Doesn't back. Doesn't feel like it. But, yeah, right. Until he's like bat, until Kawhi is here playing for a couple weeks in a row, playing like Kawhi starter minutes, I'm gonna you know hold my wait and see. What hold my judgment? Yeah, sure you can hold it. Yeah, or your horses. Hold my bi. I gotta pee. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, did. He did hit a game winner in his last game, but that was his first yeah. game played in a row. That was his first game back. <laughs> right, right. So, exactly right. Yep. I need yeah. to see it for a couple weeks. That's... And I'm sure he'll be fine if he ever plays a couple weeks in a row. Because he's still in a Yeah, we'll talent. see. I mean, most likely he finally plays a couple weeks in a row when it's playoff time. That's yeah. what it feels like, right? I mean, they uh, Kawhi has been managing for the postseason for half a decade at this point. It's just gone overboard this season. I mean, he's had legit injuries. He picked up a second one, yeah. uh, I suppose. But it was just weird. It's just a uh, very stop and start. Yeah. I didn't like seeing Jimmy Butler sit out last night. feels like every player now is just going to sit out a second night of a back-to-back. I know Jimmy's in his 30s now, but it's Jimmy. Everybody's going to sit out, uh, it feels like. So the, I, I, that's a problem for the NBA, obviously, to deal with. Um, another couple, couple other names I want to mention. Jamal Murray who missed the entire season last year, is coming on. He's not Jamal Murray yet. No. Yes, the flashes, though, where you're like, oh, yeah. Yes. Bubble Murray's. He's in there. And the fact that they don't have Michael Porter Jr. right now, he's also injured. Mm-hmm. So the Nuggets are they're dealing with a lot there, and they could still be the first team in the Western Conference, first seed in the Western Conference. So that's, that's a, a good start for them. And you like Jalen Brown, you like Brandon Ingram. Who doesn't? I like Quentin Grimes of the New York Knicks. <laughs> Wow, what a swerve. Nice. Yeah, that's deep. It's I deep. would say he's on a level lower than those two guys, but oh, you can yeah. love him. Yeah. Right? You can still like. I, li- I like a lot of guys in the league. I love Justice Winslow. He's back, baby. Anyways, Quentin Grimes uh, needs a shot to come around, but he's there. Keep, well, keep Derek, playing him, Derek Rose is out of the rotation. Cam Reddish is out of the rotation. I think Tibbs is on record saying this. So. Yeah, and could be on it's the block. Time. Fred Katz wrote about <laughs> it on, yeah. on yeah. The Athletic. Grime time, baby. What's going on there? Uh, I got one more name, and I saw this in the uh, NBA Reddit thread, so shout out to uh, user Noseblind2. Siakam missed three weeks, and he's playing like he never missed a beat. <laughs> and if you go and check the numbers, he I missed, am going to do that. He missed three weeks. <laughs> okay, he was playing at <laughs> all NBA level. Uh, definitely all-star level for the Raps at the start of the season, looking like he had added some things to his game. His confidence was riding high. Mm-hmm. Then he gets injured, misses three weeks, misses 10 games, I believe it was. He's come back. He's played in the last five, picked right back up where he left off, averaging 24 points per game, shooting 51 from the floor, 40 from deep, 80 at the line, eight rebounds, six assists, a steal, about half a block. Put him in the all-star game. I mean, I, that's like... Because the worry was, as Raptors fans, like, oh, damn, not only, damn, the injury, that sucks. Some guys, like, yeah. take a while to get back going. And he, like, picked it up right in that uh, first game he returned against the Cavs that they won. 
Especially uh, with most... last year, the way he started the season with the shoulder right, injury. That right, was right, a right. bit of a worry because he wasn't, he wasn't himself. But, yeah, right back. So that's a good call there from Noseblind 2, did I say? <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, Noseblind 1 was taken. Uh, all right, let's take our first break. And uh, when we come back, we'll look at the poll results from uh, Jalen Brown or Brandon Ingram. And we got some other great NBA threads. Don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, back in the Classic Factory. Uh, two things going on in the stream team right now. People still voting on the who would you rather have poll, but we're going to call it here. Jalen Brown or Brandon Ingram? 67% say? It's got to be JB. It's Jalen Brown. That's right, uh, 33% rolling with Brandon Ingram. Uh, The second thing going on in the stream team right now is a great Tass Mellis versus John Schumann beef. (laughs) Nobody wants to hear about that. Oh, I love this stuff. It's like, uh, you two remind me a little bit of like uh, a Seinfeld and Newman. Like like love-hate relationship. I don't know, best way I can put it. But uh, I guess what? Schumann redacted a message. Tess took offense to that. What are you hiding? Yeah, I just wanted to know, and then he gets all spicy. Well, then you got spicy back. Oh, yeah. You bring the spice. Uh, It was great to see him score a goal for Portugal yesterday, though. Pepe is the (laughs) Portuguese John Schumann. What a goal, that first goal. That first goal was... I've been watching soccer. I've been watching the World Cup. Haven't been all that amazed by goals, but that first one... Yeah, it was good. It was good. You like seeing a guy put his nuts on the line for his country? Do I like seeing Yeah, that's why I'm watching the game. But I don't know. A lot of just... The goals haven't been amazing. That's what I'm there for. Yeah, there's good goals, beautiful, bad goals, and mediocre goals. You're right. It's always the same. Well, we're into the quarterfinals, though. Good matchups. Tell you that. I guess Morocco is the uh, Cinderella right now. Surprise team through on penalty uh, kicks yesterday. I was surprised they got through. Was that no? No, no. Sorry, Portugal is through. They yes. didn't start Ronaldo, and who they the, won. Who the heck what? did they play? I forget who Morocco played. Me. Uh, Spain. That's the one. <laughs> All, All right, right, let's get right, into right, these moving NBA on here. Reddit. Another Reddit thread. 
concerning the Pacers rookie, Andrew Nemhard, who had a wicked wild game against the Golden State Warriors earlier this week. Wittergur9762 wrote, Andrew Nemhard played unlikely hero versus Golden State Warriors. Why don't you name some others? <laughs> Starting a thread, and we stole that thread and want to jump all over this because it's exciting. Be- before we do that, hilarious comment in the thread from ashep 5 uh, talking about Nemhard hitting the game winner versus the Lakers and then, you know, at times clowning the Warriors uh, and Curry. Quote here, again, ashep 5 when he hit that game winner over me, I just knew. I just told everybody, this kid is going to go on to do great things in our league. I remember texting Steph. I said, this kid is going to be great. And if you're not careful, he'll cook you next time out. That's very funny. Obviously, LeBron there. Uh, the joke on LeBron knowing and texting Steph in advance. Hey, this he is going to happen. He did, He's going to score 31 on you the uh, the next week. Uh, so watch out. But anyway, I'll get us started here. Name some other guys. Unlikely heroes. I got two really strange ones. Nick Richards has been okay for the Charlotte Hornets. I know it's not Nemhard level, but uh, he gives the Hornets like 10 and 7 off the bench in like limited time. A block. We saw the Nick Richards game here in Atlanta. I think that's a part of it. Huge we were, game. Trey and I were at the Fortress uh, with our guy Wendell from Survivor. and uh, I mean, the game sucked because the Hornets uh, embarrassed the Hawks, but it was... It was the Nick Richards coming out party there, and he had a monster game. 20 points, 11 rebounds, 9 for 9 Look at that. from the field. Jesus. Where were you? Anyway, so I got him. And then I went with uh, another name here, uh, Phoenix Suns, Damian Lee. Because he had the game winner mm. earlier in the year. You might remember that little baseline jumper that he hit. Nice. And uh, he averages like 9 off the bench. Again, limited time. But he's shooting 48% from 3. That's so ridiculous. He's, so he's, he's like his, um, what, brother-in-law. Yes, uh, I've actually been super impressed with Damian Lee because I feel like a lot of guys leave the Warriors and you can tell they've left the Warriors. He's joined the Suns and has kept kept on doing and probably improved on what he was doing uh, with Golden State. So yeah, he's been a nice little find. Any other uh, under the radars other than Nick Richards, the Nick Richards game? <laughs> Man, it's just it's hitting me now that I was there for Nick, the Nick Richards game and Bogdan Bogdanovich's return. What a year in Atlanta. Jesus, I saw uh, that too. <laughs> yeah, I went, uh, I went vintage on this one. Because when I hear Unlikely Hero, the first name I always think of, Sundiata Gaines. Me too. Oh, oh you're going old Me school. Too. I love of course, it. man. Of yeah. course. Uh, G-Leaguer on a 10-day contract with the Jazz back in January 2010. In his fifth career game, he scored nine in the fourth quarter and hit his first career three, a game-winning buzzer beater against LeBron. LeBron knew it. Yeah, LeBron knew it. He said, when the Jazz signed this guy to a 10-day contract, a few days later, he's going to hit a game-winning three-pointer <laughs> against us. Sundiata Gaines jumped on the table. Jazz fans were going absolutely bonkers when this happened. They were wearing green jerseys. That was very cool. I was surprised to see when I went back and watched the clip this morning. Shaq is there for the Cavs. A lot of weird <laughs> stuff going on in 2010, uh, the end of LeBron's first term uh, with the Cavs. But that's the guy I will always think of for an unlikely hero. And, I, I, uh, I, I wrote so much that down about that game. Sunday out of games. What a name, first off. Yeah. He's on a 10-day. Hit his first three, as you said, and it turns out to be a game winner over LeBron James, a far deeper cut than Andrew Nemhart. Andrew Nemhart is going to have a longer career than Sunday Anagate. Sunday Anagate right. ended up playing yeah. 113 games, started 12 games in his career on a 10 day. That's a monstrous one. Sunday Anagate. Did we not have our live 500th basketball Jones show <laughs> the following day after that game winner? 
Because I and I the only reason I remember it or I think I remember it is because we started that show joking that we were there to do the live show and just talk basketball like we normally do and that we started we were gonna start talking about Gaines game winner. <laughs> I think that's the case. We'd have to check the the that dates would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. From uh what was the name of that basement bar? Uh, um, where you had El you had your, no, no, you no, had your wedding um Oh the Drake. The Drake, yeah. The Drake nice. Hotel like in the basement there. I'm pretty sure. What it was, was the it? day after the Sunday at a Gaines game winner. Oh. Yeah, maybe. I think so. Yeah, you're, uh, you're, you're in the front row, Trey. Remember? He was there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You weren't even a part of the the, the team, the show. Weird. Just a fan. <laughs> Just a fan, you know. Got to put yourself you out there. You weren't. No. Anyway, he wasn't. I don't Weird. think that was the Drake. Yeah, it was. For our no season required? No. no. I said our 500th oh, 500. episode of uh, the Basketball Jones. All right. Too all right. Too long yeah. Long yeah. Ago. Yeah, man. Don't you dare question my Sunday at a game. <laughs> I've either made it up or that was a thing that happened. So I think it was a thing. That he uh, made a mark on you. He did. He did. Uh, well, then along those lines, Andre Ingram. Good one. The old guy. That's that was in one. the G League for a decade and got called up to the Lakers and like popped off on national television. Yep. Hit like a bunch of threes. Scored a ton of points. <laughs> that was that was a moment. That was cool. So, uh Okay. I realized I looked at this thread the wrong way. I think you just took it a different direction. Man. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Uh, which is what people do on Reddit. <laughs> That's right. Many different ways. That's right. Many different answers. That's different brains. Right. Let's get to another got thread from Reddit. Yeah. Best current NBA contracts. Simple as that. I think people will also take this question wherever they want to go from Curry for Real mm. on Reddit. Which way do you want Best to go? Best current contracts. Best current contracts. You're looking at a cheapie. You're looking at a GM that signed somebody to a very small deal. You're Chandler Parsons historically or something like that. Or, you know, getting your bang for your buck. Some people will say a max player, Yanis Tedekumpo, worth every penny. He's underpaid. You, you get paid twice that is. much. Yeah. Uh, but don't do that. That's yeah, not that's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> no, what I, what I did with actually. all of these, uh, you know, generally all these NBA Reddit threads were read the question, try and think of my answer, and then get to scrolling to see if or where it comes mm, up, nice. right? Yep. And it didn't take me long with this one to get to who I think is one of the best contracts uh, in the NBA. Demonic Dimples uh, went with Malik Monk <laughs> as one of the best contracts in the NBA for this season. That's a great call. It makes $9 million a year. In today's game, that is peanuts. Sounds weird to say, but it is, right? Yep. $9 million. He's averaging 15 and 4 on 62% true shooting percentage, Malik Monk, off the bench. In 22 minutes per game, he's doing all that. Ultimate six man. He's doubled his career, like assist percentage, because that was not really something he was known for. But he's become a bit more of a playmaker, uh, and he's like sort of keeping the turnover rate in check as well while doing that. And I think it's like he can only get better. That's the crazy part with him because he's not shooting the three ball like lights out. He's like 37% from three this year. But he over the last two years with the Lakers and the Hornets, he was like basically a 40% three-point shooter. So I think that might tick up a little bit here. Malik Monk at nine mil per year is – that's a hell of a deal. He could go on to win six man of the year, at least be in the, in the running. 
Yeah, he he made my list. Nine mil, nine point four this year, nine point nine next year. Yeah. That's nice. Throw him in there with Demontis Sabonis, eighteen point five this year, nineteen point four. Like you're getting two really quality players for the cost of basically one starter. Shout out to Monty McNair. We talked about him a little bit. Uh, Brooke Lopez, I think, is also definitely on the list. Thirteen point nine million this season. You could consider him one of the best injury returns as well. Mm-hmm. He's a DPOI contender. The offense looks incredible. Kyle Kuzma, my guy, 13 mil this year. Player option for 13 mil next season. That's pretty cheap for a 20-point-per-game scorer. But single best contract in the league for me right now, Jose Alvarado. $1.5 million this season. Team options for 1.8 and 1.9 the next couple of years. That's worth it for the vibes alone, baby. (laughs) I pay a million and a half dollars for his vibes. Yeah. And now he's becoming a very, very good basketball player. The guy just scored 38 points in a game for 1.5 mil. Yeah, he's becoming way more than just uh, the stealer. But David Griffin, I've been critical of him, but he's doing some stealing in the draft, signing contracts, as you said, even beyond this year, to be getting to have a guy on your roster getting paid under two million dollars, which is what I've been saying about Utah Watanabe. He's hurt now, but under two million for giving some serious vibes to the Brooklyn Nets is fantastic. You mentioned Malik Monk. I think that's what people were sort of saying last year about Alex Caruso. Different way, plays a different yeah, way, but yeah. vibes are high. Doesn't show up in the box score, but $9 million per year with the Chicago Bulls is a ridiculously good contract. Uh, Brooke Lopez, yeah, I think he'll be the, the cheapest all-star this season. I'll say that. Uh, the most inexpensive all-star <laughs> wow. this season at 14 mil. Interesting. You take you take all the guys so on rookie, rookie contracts out, off yeah. the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not allowed. Okay. But I think, yeah, for a second contract slash anywhere beyond a second contract, like second and beyond, I think he will be the most inexpensive all-star this season. Even more inexpensive than Lowry Markinen, who I think will make Ooh. it. Uh, it's a decent deal. 16.4 say... mil uh, for Lowry Markinen. Wow. I was like, what's Porzingis make? He makes 33 mil. <laughs> <laughs> he did get a big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's a good call there with your uh, cheapest all-star. That's a, that's a great, I like that. That's great. I love that. And uh, uh, I guess last year, maybe DeJounte Murray was in that category for most inexpensive all-star. Because he he's also on a, a good deal if you look at it long term. He's making 16.5 this year. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of great names. Uh, the, the stream team here throwing out there. There was some love for Marcus Smart being yeah. a very, yeah. very affordable deal and what he brings to your team. Uh, Dort has a very Dort, – Dort was the ultimate discount but then signed a deal, but it's still super cheap. Right, I mean, yep. it's. Uh, I don't have it in front of me what he actually makes, but it's like a lot. Isn't it like a super? Like, it's a four lengthy? year something. Oh, it's longer for some reason. Oh, maybe they're including uh, this year. whatever he had. Yeah, yeah. So there's some good ones out there. Keep them coming here in the stream team. But uh, Alvarado, people are saying that is a sell one. Sabonis getting some love. Let's go to the next one though. I've been getting a lot of hate for saying that Josh Green of the Dallas Mavericks is the Mavs Jose Alvarado. What's wrong with that? I'm so, underestimating so Josh Green. It's it's from Mavs fans saying Josh Green is better than Jose oh, Alvarado. Wow. Scott. Oh, okay. He's got a higher ceiling. <laughs> I wasn't sure why they yeah. were upset. Yeah, okay. I guess they're just in. They think they don't. They don't watch Pelicans basketball. Number one, <laughs> I assume. And Jose Alvarado has been so good, but I guess you expect Josh Green to. I don't know. Have a big, better, bigger impact in terms of scoring. Maybe just Jose Alvarado's pigeonholed into this. All he does is steal in the backcourt, but he's just—he's better than that now. Hey, look, he's very, very good. If you're a homer for your team and you have a rookie or a young, young player right. that is playing well, maybe above their head yep. for a good stretch, 
And that player is a 12-time All-Star, future MVP. You wouldn't trade him for the world. That's just how it goes. That's exactly it's right. It's like uh, Love know, that. we're guilty. We've done it with the Raptors players before. And yep. and everyone does it for their favorite team. Again, like a promising, really young guy. It's like, oh, yeah. And what's, and what's funny is like 2% of them actually turn into those, <laughs> you know, three, four, three to ten time All-Stars where most of them like have moments and uh, probably have a good career, but oh, yeah. I'm not saying Josh Green's going to be that. He's I like what I've seen from him, but I don't think he'll be making ten All-Star games. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Fans probably not. of this it's next fine. team, high hopes for the young players over the years. I'll tell you that. The Knicks. <laughs> yeah. Knicks here with the next thread. Knicks, wild stat. Eight and three versus teams whose city begins with D, O, or C. All right, they're eight and three against those. <laughs> wow, teams. wow, that's actually a lot of teams that start with C. Yeah. You mean C. the city name, not city, city name? Okay. City. Yeah. Well, city Cleveland, Chicago, okay, Charlotte, C, Charlotte yeah. Dallas, yeah. Okay. Denver, three and ten versus the rest of the alphabet. Okay, Gusto. <laughs> That'd be a okay, Gusto. Wow. I thought it was okay, Gusto, but who knows? Yeah, 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 yeah. Gusto, Gusto. Mucho Gusto. Uh, these are the. Ins- Advanced stats that I love. <laughs> Vorp, no thank you. DOC, yes. DOC. Crunch the numbers. The Knicks have three D games remaining, seven C games, and two O games. That's 12, 12 games left. If they win at the same percentage, a 72 win percentage, add another eight wins to the next total. Here's the bad part. 46 other letter games. You multiply that by a 23 win percentage, it's only 11 more wins for the Knicks. 19 wins in total, 30 and 52. Ooh. Not great, that's Jim. What you, that's what you have the Knicks finishing here? <laughs> By the letter number math. <laughs> By the letter of the By law. By the letter of the law. <laughs> yeah. But I also got a solution for Knicks fans. They need to recruit DOC Rivers from the Sixers. <laughs> a Knicks legend. Jeez. You're getting the letter bump. They could win 40 games if they get DOC Rivers. You're he right. is currently coaching another team right now. But, but if they get him, that turns the season around for the Knicks. <laughs> wow. And you got to bring in Austin Rivers. Then they have two father-son combos on the roster. Doc is their coach. You got Jalen and Rick as their assistant oh, yeah, coach. I like that, actually. Oh, yeah. They get a family. Gosh is saying in the stream team, we're, we're calling it, uh, or at least uh, the, the user was, DOC, pointing it out that way. What about OCD. <laughs> the OCD stat said gosh it's a great OCD stat about the Knicks <laughs> I don't know it's a fishy stat it could be COD COD <laughs> uh, Call of Duty Call of Duty <laughs> been, your duty has been called <laughs> wow that's uh, a good one from I love, now Gusto. I want to like go through all the teams like is it is this just to the Knicks or is there another like wild one where it's like uh, well I guess the Celtics do brutal against teams that start with C They've lost two games to Chicago Bulls, two games to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah. They didn't I don't lose know about to Charlotte. The yeah, yeah, they that's, lost, uh, I imagine there are going to be a lot of teams that have decent records against C teams, Chicago, Charlotte, Charlotte. Detroit, Orlando, like DOC are, or yeah, some, yeah, of the, right. some of the lower rated teams so far right now. But there's enough out there. Okay. Great stuff. Great. Great stuff from Reddit. Great, great stuff. We're going to take our final break here on today's podcast. When we come back, pick them results from last night. A fun, silly video to show you guys and actually to get your take on how it went down. Mm. And we got a fun doc to talk about coming up. And there's a reason why I'm actually wearing this jersey. So stick around. We'll be right back. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, let's start wrapping up this show here. Pick'em results from last night. Dallas-Denver, obviously very close game. Denver, they had to win by five or more. And it was another straight-up loss. Hey. Hit the money lines when it comes to these pick'ems. Uh, Dallas won, obviously covered, of course, so Tass and Trey get the win. Tass 3-1. and one. I followed the 2-2 two and because two I took the Nugs. Trey, got your first win there for the month of December. Yes! <laughs> so Always never trust your instincts. That's what Sometimes. it is. Yes. Uh, what's tonight's game? Lots on. 11 games on, plus Survivor. Whoa. Oh. Uh, but... I went with, even though there's lots of great ones, a potential NBA Finals matchup here. Boston, Phoenix. Mm. It's a late one on ESPN. It's a tight line because it's Boston and it's Phoenix. Phoenix getting a 1.5 at home against the Seas coming to town. And Trey and I think that the Celtics are going to win by two or more. They're just going to win this game. Skeets, you got the Suns. Yeah, you got a point to play with. (laughs) You do have a point uh, to play with. This is me believing in the Phoenix Suns. You know, they just had a stinker. Big stink. Big stink. I think uh, my guy Book is going to bounce back here. But who knows? Celtics are an awesome team. Already had 20 wins here. 25 games into their season. Crazy. Uh, Good luck to me. (laughs) You thought I was going to say you. I thought you were going to say to all of us. Yeah. Uh, So I got to show you this video from uh, inside the NBA last night. I'm sure you guys have seen it. I'm sure everybody here in the stream team has seen it. It is a video of Shaquille O'Neal falling into a tree. I believe the the first of two times he did last night, the second time he threw himself into the tree. That's a bit we've seen before, too, from these guys. But here's the question. Mm. Ghost Face Ziller. Tom Ziller wanted to know, did Kenny Smith and Shaq physically rehearse this scene at least once, walk through and discuss this scene without rehearsing it, or just totally wing it? I think there's another option. Okay. Well, wing it. Yeah, wing it. Is winging it saying we're going to do it, but not, I think, not walk through? I think, they didn't do I a walkthrough, I'll they, tell you that. Yeah, there's I no see what chance. you're saying. Yeah. You think there's somewhere in between, we're going to do this, but it's not like they got up and like, no. here, I'll bump you here. It was like, hey, I'm going to push you into the yeah. tree. Yeah, I agree. It's that option, yeah. Yeah, whatever like that it's third guaranteed. middle ground option is. Because, you know, like Shaq doesn't need to practice taking a bump. He's great no. at that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. He just said, I'm going to walk by, push me. <laughs> yeah. Case closed. How big is that tree? That's, That's a giant tree. That is, um, that is huge. That is a real tree, too. Wow, really? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like a, a part of the, the bit after was like he's yeah, you're like right. real he needles on him. Yeah. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. A big John's tree? Is that what the company is that's <laughs> oh, selling them everywhere? I don't know. That's where you live, right? Yeah, you live in Big John's Creek. Uh, no, John's How are Street? the trees up John's there? everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we took care of business yesterday. Um, anyway... He's good at it. Did he throw himself to the other uh, second he time? He later on just straight up chucked himself into the tree. Like, just <laughs> ran up to, into it and threw himself. So, even, even in those gum rubber soles. You, he you, stayed under for such a long uh-huh. time. Yeah, they had to come pick him up, too, I think. He was, he was really he under. <laughs> yeah, well, here comes up. Shaq. Or, sorry, Chuck and Ernie. Wow, that is that tree is very secure. It's pretty sturdy. <laughs> very little wiggle yeah. when he fell into it. Yeah, yeah. look at it. He's covered in pine needles. Yeah, you're right. I bet uh, that tree costs 500 bucks. 
for sure. And it's, so it's secured at the top. It has to be at yeah. the top. Well, at the top, that is sturdy. Yeah, you don't leave a tree like that in a <laughs> in a studio. Just maybe they've learned their lessons because pre- previously they have left. Yeah, it. trees have been knocked. Yeah, over. trees have been knocked. Yeah, down. it's a it's the TNT sh- studio with Shaq in it. He's gonna throw himself into the tree at some <laughs> point. You point. have to. It's just if you're doing a pick'em on that. Oh, but the- bet the shack in the tree. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, over actually. Oh, yeah. But, hey, hey, did a did a bit hit on that show? <laughs> bet that it's gonna happen again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why. Oh, yeah. Ten minutes later, it's gonna happen. Again. That's why I thought you were gonna bring it up to get mad that they're no, 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 no. I I just wanted. Uh, I thought it was a fun question from Ziller that you guys could give some really mm. uh, good uh, opinions on having been around it seen yeah. it how it goes down I, I think you're right The uh, it's between the walkthrough and discussing the scene without rehearsing it to the just winging it somewhere in between mm-hmm. we're going to do this <laughs> sounds good <laughs> cool yeah. nice and I'm surprised the crew did secure it from the top I know JD you say they, they I'm must saying I don't it think it's secured from the top it's a that tree <laughs> weighs how much does that tree month? weigh okay okay it's yeah. in a Studio's giant getting bigger strong every year. base yeah it's huge yeah I don't know I just think it does barely moves. Let, yeah, you know see, how see. big Shaq is. Yeah, but it's yeah. It could be it could be secured. They they could be tired of cleaning up Shaq's crap. <laughs> yeah, because Shaq will do any bit any sketch and just throw crap everywhere, and they got to clean it up. Crew's done with that. That's they don't right. want to clean up, and it's probably not glass ornaments or anything, and so they don't have to deal with Shaq, that. Crew's Shaq, getting smarter. Shaq is a pretty good stunt man, though. Like yeah, like, for real. Yeah, right. Like he's he did commit to the the bit and then really chucks himself into it and then did it again later by himself so maybe he, he's good maybe yeah. he requested it secure it so I can really throw that, myself see, see that's the more interesting part Ziller who came into the studio last night and said we're throwing me into the tree was it Shaq was it Kenny let's get those clicks was it a producer saying man we haven't we haven't thrown somebody into the tree in a while let's do that again that's what I'd like to know JD you gotta it was 100% Shaq who went to Kenny right before air and said, hey, throw me into the tree. Right. Just push me and I'm going to go into the tree. That's how it happened. Yeah. Well, it yeah. happened on uh, Kenny's pictures, right? That's yeah, yeah. Go like. run into the board. Oh, so Kenny's doing race. his normal thing and then Shaq. Oh, Shaq. But Kenny's in on it because he's like, I'm oh, going yeah. to body check oh, you yeah. into it. Yeah. Well, wasn't, wasn't, like, uh, wasn't Chuck saying he was going to race him and Kenny was basically like, don't race me. Don't race me. I got, oh, because he's going to ruin, ruin it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah got yeah. a bit going on. <laughs> I like this. Classic. Honestly, this is unprecedented, but I'm giving a big hat to Gosh and the stream team. Gosh, all right. Honestly, bringing it today. Called it Chekhov's Christmas tree. Because <laughs> if you see a Christmas tree in the inside the NBA studio, Shaq is falling into yeah. it. That's got to happen. Uh, like John Schumann says, it's like a WWE segment with a cake. They never bring out a cake just to eat it. It's falling on somebody. It's falling yeah. on somebody. Shaq's going in that tree. It's amazing. Was All that right. the first time it was decorated? Probably, right? Like oh, last Tuesday wouldn't question. have been December quite yet. Yeah, so yeah. He probably was so excited when he saw that thing. Up. Oh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> I'm falling. Yeah. And you know what? Check the video on Twitter. It's probably got 10 million views. Oh, totally, yeah. Just easy. Easy 10 million views and then across all social media channels. Oh, if only it was that easy for us. We gotta just start chucking <laughs> ourselves into things. We got no trees. Yeah, we got no trees. Just throw, throw yourself into the monitor. <laughs> See what <Don't> happens. <laughs> Let us go viral on all that. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. no. We, don't. we can't replace that. That's the thing. They can replace a tree. No problem. Uh, okay, I want to tell you guys about an upcoming documentary. If you're in the Toronto area, 
This looks like a lot of fun. Uh, for diehard fans of the Vancouver Grizzlies, the team's abrupt move to Memphis in 2001, much more than a sore spot, it's an unsolved mystery, possibly a criminal conspiracy. Uh, and what? what begins as superfan slash filmmaker Cat Jamie's investigation into her hometown team's disappearance becomes an exploration of the deep roots of fandom and an irreverent expose of the wild business of pro sports. This is screening The Grizzly Truth. December 10th, which is this Friday, in Toronto at Hot Docs. And this is cool. It's going to be Cat uh, there, obviously talking about making the movie and the documentary. And Grizzlies number two pick Steve Francis, who, if memory serves me right, did not want to play. Oh, your memory's correct. In Vancouver. That'll be fascinating. And then uh, former Toronto Raptor, a member of the Fab Five, Jimmy King. So they're going to do an in-person Q&A at the screening. So that looks like a lot of fun. And I guess your movie ticket guarantees you an entry into like a three-on-three skills competition and like open court <laughs> nice. run during the day so if you're in toronto highly recommend you go uh check this out and if you're an nba fan i assume this is you know right in your wheelhouse i know we'll be watching it and uh, i think plans to do a film session on it i cannot wait weeks. to watch yeah cat yeah, yeah. jamie the filmmaker is actually in the stream team hey, right now. hey complimenting excellent. complimenting your jersey skeet saying <laughs> gotta get her one sorry <laughs> you know what unavailable let me see. Let me watch this documentary if I really like it. <laughs> I'll this to you. Uh, we'll see what we can do. Oh, yeah. Uh, Can't wait. And um, uh, uh, Kat was the filmmaker for the previous, I guess you can call it, Grizzlies documentary about finding Bryant Reeves. Mm. Do you remember that oh, one yeah, in 2018? Yeah, totally. Yeah, that was... Uh, mm-hmm. Finding Big Country? I, that makes I, sense. Yeah, I believe it's something like that. <laughs> Let me know. Yeah, it's very uh, close to the title. Team. Yeah, it's something It's like exactly that. that. <gasps> Finding Big Country. That, that is an fun, awesome documentary, too. Like, literally trying to seek out Bryant Reeves, because he's like, you know, think about it. You oh, never hear from him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, she, and she, spoiler, she finds him. You know what we got to find? A way to bring an NBA team to the big country of Canada. Vancouver deserves another mm. team. They deserve another team. One of these days. Uh, yeah, these yeah. Days. no, we can't just say that anymore. We can't just say one of these days. Well, they deserve a freaking team. How many teams do you want? Just two more. <laughs> well, we're Vegas doesn't need Seattle. a team. <laughs> Vegas doesn't need you a team. You want to go Seattle, Vancouver? Stone's throw, my man. <laughs> it's not a Stone's stone throw. throw. Three hours tops. Depends Three on the border. Depends on the border. Right. I don't know. Four hours. It's a different country. <laughs> There's Raptors, Detroit. That's five. Four hours. Five hours. Four hours of Tassie's driving. It's a great point, Janie. Yeah. That's only four. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't have been taking Tass driving. It's not four. That's he's he's gonna go the wrong. He's gonna oh go north. God. I've had one We're gonna be up in, in the last Nudavit. twenty years. <laughs> it's none of it. <laughs> Anyway, I want none of it. David Stern said it was his biggest regret that Vancouver left. I, I would hope David Stern doesn't doc, regret, didn't see. regret anything, but he regretted that because he knows it's a great market. You don't need one in Vegas. You're right. We don't need one in Vegas? Is no. that what I'm right about? That's yeah, right. Absolutely. You're right about most things, Des. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> most things. Except, except Josh except Green. driving <laughs> and Josh Green. Driving and Josh Green. I was criticizing you. You were criticizing How was that criticizing? I don't know. I guess I'm taking it personally. <laughs> Take it personally. It feels like I am. You're a great driver. I don't think so. You're the so. best driver I know oh, in the actual thing of driving. <laughs> The mechanics of moving a car. You've got great skills. You should see it. That's why you need. I think we'd be a good. We'd be a good rally team. (laughs) Okay. You behind the wheel. (laughs) Me doing directions. 
<laughs> you want to do it? <laughs> so what do those rally cars do? What do they? What do, I don't they, know. They race. They, well, I don't know where <laughs> they race, but where? Like the road races. Yeah, yeah it's like well, it's almost off road sometimes. Right? Sometimes like, people like get too close to the road and they oh, like yeah. clip them and stuff. It's scary. I've got. Well, you wouldn't, because you're the best driver I know. <laughs> no, I'd clip everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just clip the tree outside. Happy to do it. Cars Not are fine. Not my maple. <gasps> you need well, to the cut branches back. Are fine. You need to cut back that maple, sir. I'm afraid to touch it. But it's it's it's, it's, start, it's starting to scratch some automobiles in your driveway. I don't mind. You don't mind about it? I don't mind a scratch or two. Cars are meant to be driven. I'm just saying. I think you can yeah. trim it back. I, don't think I know, but I don't want to hurt it. Things huge. Yeah. Hey, okay, yeah, well, after this show, uh, let's that's go inside. Nice I'm gonna, you can body check me into that maple tree outside. <laughs> see if we go viral. Excellent. Yeah, okay, finally. <laughs> we're not rehearsing yet, though. We're just talking about no. it. That's how it went down. That's okay. what we're doing. We're going to run down the driveway. I'll be you, I'll be on the right. You'll be on the left. Body check me into it. In. Okay. All right, let's call it there, guys. Uh, fun, fun show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, if you do and you listen to the podcast, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. If you're watching here on YouTube, either live or later, hit the like button. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. If you've come over from NBA Reddit, thank you. And do the same thing, either uh, if you're a listener or a viewer on YouTube. Yeah. Thanks I, for I the like collab. It's fun. I, I That's am, great. I am loving these shows. Um, so let's uh, let's keep it going. Keep those threads going, guys. <laughs> Continue posting. Yeah. <laughs> keep coming up with cool NBA Reddit threads, and we'll keep talking about them. We will see you guys tomorrow here live at 10 a.m. Eastern from the Classic Factory and a few more shows later this week. No Bus, our Survivor Recap podcast, and an Is This Good? podcast is coming from Matty O and his special guest. That's later in the week. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, usually this is quippy, but just give me a quick answer on this. A friend of mine goes off-roading. He says, he, they go as a team. You just remind me. They go as a team of four people in a car, but they're all in the same car. But it can take as long as an hour to go a mile because of the terrain. Wow. And oh, they're working as they a team. Do, yeah, I've seen this they're before. They're working as a team. I, I, I mean, I don't really know the details other than that, but it's the the movements. The the land they cover can be so small, can be so short that it could take, uh, again, right. it's it so take rugged forever. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, Would yeah. you do that? Not a chance. Would you do that, Trey? <laughs> In my Volkswagen? No, 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 no. Like, you jump in the... I got to upgrade? You got to jump in the vehicle. No, this person. no, no. Does no. That doesn't seem Too fun long. to me. Yeah, I, I, but people I love it. I hear what yeah. you're saying. JD, I just need a quick answer. That's all I need. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't sound fun to me. Sounds like a chore. No? And they go into a spot where there's zero reception. Yeah, you, get, you get stuck. You're stuck. It's like you can't I mean, look at your phone. Isn't that the thrill of it, right? It's like, can we get from point A to point B, which you should not be able to take this vehicle, but if we can figure it out as a team, put our, I don't know, get our rock up here, slide down here, do this. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Yeah. It kind of sounds like your favorite show. Survivor. Uh, not. Uh, that was just a plug. If I can, if I can vote out the Make vehicle at the end of the episode, absolutely. You know, me and cars don't care for them. Brace the day, people. <laughs>